This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. This is your host, Tim Link, and I'm so glad you're joining us today. It's another fun, exciting day, and we've got a wonderful, wonderful author. She's got all kinds of great ideas, and she's got a super-duper little uh, journal coming out. Uh, so we're going to talk to her a little bit about it. Obviously, it's author Carlene Montez de Oja, and we're going to talk to her about her latest pause for the good stuff. Cat Lover's Journal for Creating a Perfectly Positive Life. So <laughs> we're going to have fun with that. So everybody hang tight. We'll come back right after this commercial break. You're listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. So now I've got this pack of four Sharpay Rescue dogs for, oh my goodness, probably five, six years. They get a regular diet of Dynavite with every meal. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. People remark on what beautiful coats they've got. I tell them, you don't need to wait until a problem presents itself. It's far better to keep the dog happy and healthy at all times. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. I get my Dynavite from D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Joining me now is uh, writer and author Carlene Montez de Oja. Carlene, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Tim. It's such a pleasure to be back on your show. Uh, it's always exciting to have you, and, and all the stuff you put together is really interesting and unique. And the latest is definitely a, a really interesting thing. I think it's very apropos for our time. And once again, it's called Pause for the Good Stuff, a cat lover's journal for creating a perfectly positive life. So tell us a little bit about the journal, the book itself, and uh, what people can expect. Absolutely. So I was... A couple of years ago, I was an acupuncturist in California, and when I was sitting with my clients, I started to notice that one of the practices they didn't have in place to help them with their health and their health issues and trying to get to that place of optimal wellness that they wanted to get to, and one of the things I noticed that they didn't have in place was a gratitude practice. So I'm the kind of person who likes to try to figure out how do I, can I get from point A to point Z as fast as possible and have it benefit me. So I created a gratitude journal for them. And what's interesting and unique about these journals is that the people that I spoke with, my clients, all loved animals. They either had a cat or a dog and they would share stories with me about how amazing their animals were and how Their cats would comfort them when they really felt that they needed that or their dog would get them to laugh more. And they'd have all these amazing stories. And I started to see, wow, this could be an amazing thing where if people are complaining, because some of them did, what do I have to be grateful for? Really, the world's kind of a mess. What, What am I supposed to be grateful for? I would say, well, what about your dog or your cat? Is there something about them that makes you feel grateful? And sure enough, then the list would get long. There's so many reasons that our cats make us laugh and smile and that we can say thank you to them. So this was the inspiration for writing Pause for the Good Stuff. And that pause is spelled P-A-W-S. And I wrote one initially a couple of years ago for dog lovers. And now I've come out with a new one for cat lovers. So what people can expect is that in a short amount of time, it's five minutes a day. 
five minutes a day, every day, saying some things that you are grateful to your animal friends for or how they inspire gratitude in your life can lead to feeling more optimism. It can lead to feeling more productive in your life. It could help you have stronger relationships with the people you love. There are many, many, many benefits that come from expressing gratitude. And this is my way to get animal lovers to start implementing a gratitude practice every morning and every evening and discovering some amazing results along the way. Yeah, and I think it's fantastic. You know, the book reminds me a lot of what I call a grandmother's journal. When you have a grandmother who, you know, is getting up in, in age, but she knows all about the family history, the family tree, and you got to get her to write down all the information so you'll remember it. So you take the gratitude part of it, which is a, a daily reminder of why you're here and what's good about life and what's great about your pets. And then you add that sort of like what I would call the grandmother's journal, which is an ongoing journal, ongoing history, because I don't know about you, but I mean, we have such a short lifetime with our uh, animals. And obviously, they're a huge part of our family and a huge part of our heart. And so when that time does come, when they make their transition, we're sort of scrambling to try to remember all the funny things they did and all the nicknames we gave them and the songs we used to create and sing to them. And this journal can help along the way with that. Absolutely. In fact, you are mentioning right now one of the benefits that I didn't realize was going to come from writing this journal and having people work on this journal. It does create this amazing, unique keepsake. If you have an animal in your life, a dog that you love, a cat that you just adore, and you're writing down every single day and, and doing some of the exercises, it's not like it's the same thing every single day. Every week, there's a new little exercise. Every month, there's a monthly milestone. There's all sorts of fun things in it to get it to be very interactive. I even have these videos I've created for people to get them to go deeper into this journaling experience. But as you do this, as you do this, you're making this very unique keepsake that you will have way beyond the time that your animal friend is with you. So you'll always remember them in a way that your memory might not necessarily help if you just think about them. You can always just go in here and look and see all of the amazing ways that they help make your life so much more positive. Yeah, absolutely. And and as you mentioned, the little unique things that you recommend doing for the day, switching it up a little bit. And and in the journal, you know, it has, uh, it gets you started. You know, it's unlike most journals that you see or often see are basically just they look fancy on the outside. <laughs> They've got a little ribbon tab to keep track of what page you're on. And then for the most part, they're blank inside. And after a while, you try to wonder, well, what, you know, what should I be thankful for? Or what should I be focusing on today? I don't want to be the same thing over and over. And like you said, in the journal, your journal, it's, it mixes it up. It sort of gives you ideas and gets you started, you know, how to answer a question or some history or some, uh, I love the little, uh, question or the little uh, trivia things in here too, you know, the, the did you know sections in, mm-hmm. in the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things that always inspires me is every morning, I actually read poetry some mornings or I get an inspirational quote. So I researched and this is a six month journal. So you can be working on this for six months, which is a great amount of time to be able to create something pretty powerful. But every single day, there's a new quote. Some of them, you will see a lot of them, actually most of them, have 
it's a quote of how an animal can inspire you or some funny quote or some inspiring quote that will make you laugh or just make you feel good. So I have a different quote every single day. Yes, there's certain questions that do repeat, but it's good. It's good for your mind to question that and to wonder. But again, as you say, there's just a lot of really fun things to do. Like I even encourage people to draw or to take a selfie of you and your the animal that you're writing about. And there's some extra pages in the back that are meant for you. If you have extra things that you want to do that day, it doesn't mean you have to only do five minutes a day. It's just five minutes would be the minimum. But yes, there's a lot of fun things in it. And that's the way my brain works is I want to have a lot of stimulation, a lot of different things. So I created something that I would enjoy and I would hope that people do as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, so the question is, and I, I know the answer to this because I, I, I try to be faithful to uh, uh, giving out thanks and, and meditation and things of this sort, but can literally writing in a journal, answering some questions, read a little uh, uh, quote or inspirational piece five minutes out of your day, can that actually make a big difference? It can. There have been many studies that have done that have been done on gratitude and gratitude journaling is a way to implement gratitude in your life. It's a way to sit down, write the words. And there have been many studies. In fact, there was one which was done. They gave one group, group A, they told them to express their gratitude by writing a letter. And then group B, they said to express just the things that they that were wrong in their life. So they were just pretty much venting group B. And what we saw, the difference between group, not in a week, I think it took about three weeks to start seeing the differences over the course of three months, but they saw a dramatic increase in happiness in group A versus group B. And I think also group A started to do other things like exercise and do other things that were very good for them. So the actual act of sitting down and writing and expressing your appreciation versus sitting down and just going, gosh, this sucks in my life. I don't like this or I don't like that person or whatever it is that you're, you're saying, really expressing appreciation. And we can all find something to be grateful for. And if you don't feel grateful, I always tell people just fake it until you make it truly. And that's where I started. I don't believe that I was a naturally grateful person. I feel that I was actually the opposite of that. And I do know and I have seen that over time, my gratitude practice has led, has really made a massive mind shift in the way I perceive life and the way I am in the world. So this is what people can expect, but it, it won't happen in a day, it won't probably happen in a week. It takes time for the brain to change, but you will see results. Yeah, and that's it. And we need a lot more A's in the world instead of B's is what I'm feeling here for sure. Yeah. For but, sure. Yeah, but I tell people all, that all the time. I talk a lot about meditation. I talk to my clients and, and people I know about meditation. And uh, meditation to me is not some sort of a necessarily a formal way of going about doing things. I mean, I I've got professionally recorded guided meditations that you can you can get out there. You know, you can purchase, you can get them. If that works for you, that's great. But or if chanting works for you or whatever it may be. But meditation to me is just something that allows you to take your conscious mind, shut it off for a while, let the subconscious open up and let the positive energy flow through. So that can be things you know, as simple as uh, listening to music, uh, gardening, taking a walk, or journaling. 
is a great way to do that. Uh, just putting down what you're thankful for, and, and obviously, you know, if you, if you haven't slowed down long enough to watch your pets and all the joy that they have in their life, then you're missing out. And this is a great way of sort of uh, kickstarting that and organizing that. And isn't it an amazing thing too that our animal friends are the ones that can help us? What was I going to say? Meditation is a way that we are trying to be in the present, and our animal friends are masters of that. They Absolutely. live in the present. Absolutely. They're not so much worrying about yesterday or, gee, what am I going to have for breakfast tomorrow? They're right here in the here and the now. And I think that's such an amazing opportunity for us as humans to look at our animal friends and try to model that behavior whenever possible. And in that space of being in the now, this is it's such a powerful place to be. And journaling allows that too. It allows you to be right here, right now, being inspired by your animal whoever that is, your favorite dog, your favorite cat, and just seeing all of the beauty that is out in the world. There you go. And that five minutes, uh, you know, if, if God love you, if you want to take longer than that or do it multiple times a day, then that's wonderful. But just five minutes to sort of get yourself sorted and, and get yourself uh, uh, focused on the positivity and, and the, the wonderful things that are going on in the world and the wonderful things going on with your, your pets. I think it's key and that's all it takes. I tell my clients that, you know, it's a lot like, you know, flossing your teeth. Once you get in that habit, you know, you're good. You just do it. You don't even think about it. And that's sort of the way, uh, you know, meditation is to me. That's the way journaling is to me and giving thanks out. It's, it's just something that, uh, you know, it doesn't take a whole lot. It doesn't take a whole lot of time, but it sort of sets you on the right course. And this is also set up, the journal is set up that you are spreading those five minutes in a sense between morning as soon as you wake up and the evening as soon as you fall asleep. Because those are the moments when your brain is the most receptive to what you fill it with. So in that morning when you're waking up and you're kind of groggy and reaching for your cell phone to look at the news, that's what's going to affect you for the rest of the day. You're putting in that news that probably is not going to be so positive. Or you can instead reach for your gratitude journal and start writing the things that you are grateful for. And that's going to take you a lot further during the day in terms of feeling more optimistic, feeling more of a connection with the people in your life, just looking at the world in a different way. And the same goes for as you're falling asleep. Again, it's a really great thing to put into your mind at that moment. Either you're watching some scary movie on television and maybe you'll be dreaming about that all night, or you could be thinking and sending positive messages or thoughts to somebody that you're grateful for that day or following the instructions in the journal. But that is why I set it up that way, because the early morning as you're waking up, in the evening as you're falling asleep, this is a very powerful time. Absolutely. All right, we're going to take a, a quick commercial break. Uh, then we'll come back and talk to uh, Carlene Montez de Oca a little bit more about her latest book, Pause for the Good Stuff. Uh, so everybody hang tight. We'll come back right for this commercial break. You're listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. For those fortunate to have experienced the deep bond and unconditional love of a companion animal, the death that follows can be one of the most difficult and misunderstood losses to go through. Many times, this devastating loss goes unrecognized and trivialized by family and friends, leaving grieving pet parents struggling to find healthy ways to cope with the loss. In And I Love You Still, 
a thoughtful guide and remembrance journal for healing the loss of a pet, Dr. Julianne Corbin calls attention to the difficulties unique to the loss of a beloved pet and provides an interactive and compassionate guide to help you process your loss and work towards coming to a place of peace and healing. For those interested in journal therapy and looking for a professionally written and compassionate resource to help understand and reconcile the grief associated with the loss of your pet, this book is for you. And I Love You Still, a thoughtful guide and remembrance journal by Julianne Corbin is now available for purchase on Amazon and other major book retailers. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Continue our conversation with uh, author and writer and uh, animal human health expert. Uh, and uh, the title goes on and on because she's so involved in so many different things, especially when our furry, feathered, and fin friends are concerned. We'll put it that way. It's uh, Carlene Montez de Oca. Carlene, when putting together this book, Pause for the Good Stuff, a cat lover's journal for creating a perfectly positive life. When someone picks this up and they go through the journal and they spend the time and they really have uh, structured their positivity and putting the uh, good message out there and getting themselves started in a good day and finishing their day strong, is that the main goal? Is that what you hope to accomplish when you put this together? Or was there some other bits that you're wanting sort of hope the reader gets out of putting together the journal? My hope was, again, I was speaking with my clients and I wanted to find a way that they could achieve better health or achieve their health goals. So this is why I initially put the gratitude journal together. And I knew it worked because I had experienced for years now having a gratitude practice and seeing the amazing benefits. But I wanted, if I can, I'd love to share a story of how I really saw the power of this gratitude journal in a way that I never expected. Last year, I was finishing up my journals. You know, I had just been working on them and finishing them up, and they were going to be ready to be published when I had a pretty major life experience happen. And for one, uh, both my dogs had just literally passed away. So I was kind of in a very, I was feeling very sad. And then about a week later, I got some, an email from a DNA test that I had taken. And what I discovered was that I was adopted. Mm. And this is, nobody had ever told me, I'm in my late 50s, nobody had ever told me I was adopted. And it was a bit of a shock. And as you can imagine, when somebody might tell you that, especially when I discovered that not only obviously did my family know that I was raised with, but also my 63 first cousins and so many people knew except for me. So it was a really unsettling just very emotionally wow. kind of turbulent time for me. And the thing is, although I was feeling all those emotions and I suddenly just was overwhelmed by gratitude, I could see that gratitude was just, it was sort of like the, the light at the end of the tunnel. I could just see it. And yet I could feel all these other things. So to me, gratitude was this lifeline that helped me get through last year in a way that I never expected. And I know it came from the fact I had actually just written two books on gratitude, uh, the journal on gratitude. And I was, I was sort of filled with that. And I especially felt this immense gratitude towards my adoptive parents who 
pretty much saved my life. And I have written another book that will be published hopefully within the next year or so on that whole experience. But I realized in that moment that we all go through our personal pandemics. You know, we're having this global Mm -hmm. pandemic now, but we also in our personal lives have things that are so unexpected. People get sick, people die, you know, there's loss, there's grief. But if we have a gratitude practice in place, or as you say, a meditation practice in place, or we chant or whatever that is for us that empowers us and really feeds our spirit, then we can move through that in hopefully a more mindful and a more positive and beneficial way. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. You know, because I think it's spot on. You know, the way I, hearing your story there, it, it sort of, I look at it twofold. One, if I'm reading it correctly, is without you having a gratitude journal, without having your, you know, put together this in a book and sort of put your mindset into being grateful, it could have definitely been a, a devastating time. Not only losing pets, losing two dogs, that's devastating. But also when you're talking about finding out something major like being adopted after <laughs> in your young life, uh, <laughs> you know, that could have gone either way. And we're looking at it from an outsider because that could have been really exciting or you could have really taken a really negative approach on that if you hadn't been uh, looked at the gratitude behind that. You know, I looked up online because I was so shaken. I started looking online to see how people cope with that kind of news. And I was amazed at how many relationships fell apart, how much anger people wrote about, how much just their lives were in turmoil. And I thought to myself, holy cow, that could have been me. And instead, it was almost as if the opposite thing happened. Yeah, I had to go through, I had to process all of these emotions because I'm one for, you know, not ignoring them because you know how they can come back and bite you Mm -hmm. later. Mm -hmm. But our family grew stronger from it. I actually, have a new half-sister. I met my birth mother three months before she died. It was quite an amazing story, but I, at the end of it, I, I just feel that I grew in a way exponentially in a way that I don't think would have ever happened if I hadn't had that experience. But I also think that if I was unprepared or not as not in a grateful state, maybe I hadn't, you know, done the work on myself that I have to this point, I think it might have been a whole different story. Yeah. Absolutely, because it'd been very easy. I mean, uh, if you're in that negative state of mind, you know, which uh, as you know, we've talked about, it's nowadays, you know, it, it's very easy to do. It's very easy to fall in that hole, and once you fall in that hole, it's very hard to climb back out of it. Mm-hmm. So it would have been very easy to take the opposite approach, and you know, and, and had resentment and, and anger and things over the the whole situation uh, instead. With you having such a, uh, a focus and so much part of your life of, of gratitude, I'm sure it's been very rewarding in, in all manners. I think so. And I also discovered in this that it wasn't just me who grew in the situation. I do see a tremendous shift in my relationship with my siblings and with other people who are involved. It, it's as if gratitude is contagious. Or it can be, you know, if you're feeling that way, then others start feeling that way. And also what came of that too is the conversations we had, because I had to have, we had to have pretty profound conversations about what had just happened. And we were all able to be able to talk. There wasn't, you know, anger and all of the stuff that can get in the way of having a really good conversation. So I think we just all grew stronger. And for that, I am extremely grateful. 
There you go. There you go. I love it. Love it. Thanks for sharing that. So, uh, Carlene, tell us a little bit about where people can find out more about the book, Pause for the Good Stuff, and purchase that, and where they can follow you and all your wonderful uh, activities and all the healing that you can can help people out with. Absolutely. Well, my website, where all my books are, but and you can find out more about me, is animalhumanhealth.com, animalhumanhealth.com, and the books are Pause for the Good Stuff spelled P-A-W-S for the good stuff. And they can be found on Amazon. It might be the easiest place to find them right now. They will be available in bookstores. So you can order Pause for the Good Stuff in bookstores as well, though I think that's going to take about another week to do. And I am all over social media as Carlene Montez de Oca, C-A-R-L-Y-N, Montez de Oca. And I would love for people to follow me or to become friends with me on Facebook or any of the other social media platforms. There you go. Good stuff. So we'll make sure we get that posted online and everybody go out and check it out and pick yourself up a journal and take a look at all the other wonderful stuff uh, Carlene's put together. So the book's called Pause for the Good Stuff, a cat lover's journal for creating a perfectly positive life. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Carlene, thanks for coming back on the show. We appreciate it. Uh, Congratulations on another successful book. And uh, we'll look forward to chatting with you again uh, somewhere down the road. Thank you so much. Well, we're uh, coming to the end of the show today. I want to thank everyone for listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. I want to thank the uh, producers and sponsors for making this show possible. Uh, if you have any comments, questions, ideas, or people you want to hear from on the show, you can drop us a line at PetLifeRadio.com and uh, check out the website, check out all the other wonderful shows and hosts. we got a plethora, a cornucopia of wonderful entertainment. That's at PetLifeRadio.com. So until next time, uh, you know, write a story about the animals in your life. Put it in a book, a journal, a blog, or an article, and who knows? You may be the next guest on Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Have a great day. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>